Hello, everyone. Welcome back to what is the last episode of Bombarded. As far as we know, things change. We don't know how things are going to go. Buckle up. Yeah. (laughs) Kyle told us before we started, like, we're in it now. So, like, Mm -hmm. we're going to do something, and now's the time. I I feel like we have everything in place to resolve the story and do what we need to do to finalize, to put the final nail in this Don't story, that. <laughs> that's a little too ominous for you. To resolve everything as it should be or will be. <laughs> as it will be. As it will be. A satisfying cadence, yes. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Give it a big old pack. Yes. Big old pack. No Ajax here. There's another lesson we didn't do, but it's oh, fine. That's fine. <laughs> we don't need to teach sonata form. There's still time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we could do a deceptive cadence to end the no show. Cow- that's just a cliffhanger. That's all that is, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. that or a half cadence, but yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Half canes yeah. would be it, too. Uh, well, enough of this banter. Oh, there we go. So, <laughs> oops. Let me recap last episode for the last time uh, real quick. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so you bards started off by taking a side bard to discuss <laughs> who won the rap battle between Reed and Yoku, which much to Reed's chagrin, but you did let Reed know, like, oh, yo, that organ, we jacked it up a little bit, so why don't you look into that while we do this? Yeah. Uh, which was like, all right, fine, whatever. <laughs> but it was during your deliberations that you actually concocted a plan to try your last song, your last attempt that you would gain from absorbing your shadow versions to summon Altonia in the hopes of resolving the issues at hand overall. After solidifying your plan, you returned to the room with everyone else and you attempted to present your idea in song, but Reed said, uh, no thank you, kind of (laughs) saw through whatever ruse that you were planning there and played a chord which emanated from the instrument, forcing everyone in the room along the perimeter, some of you losing your footing, Randy, and everyone else just being slid up to the edge, uh, up to the wall. And this is where, more or less, we got into battle. Now, Symbol started things off by encouraging you three to start your song and that they would take care of the rest. And we had a good round of combat happen. Reed had his sight covered up by magic from Symbol. Tabitha had let out a a witch bolt, causing lightning to arc out and make contact with Reed. And, of course, during this, the use of power that Tabitha and Joan exhibited seemed to be siphoning some of uh, Yoku's life essence. We saw some of those cracks on his body grow more severe, and you could tell that it was, maybe it looked like it was weakening him a little bit, considering his already weakened state. But we got through combat overall. Reed, at the end of it, had summoned this storm of hail, which, you know, rained down on you. Yashi, you helped out Rad avoid some of that cold damage. Randy, you at some point had thrown the wand of holding, figuring out the trajectory needed right. with the, yeah, with the force right. that was being pushed against you all to get it over to Tabitha, who caught it. So we got to the end, and you were able to do your song. And? So we start here, <laughs> figuring out the result of that song. Uh-huh. Okay, well, wait. Okay, Hall, stop. Yeah. Okay, wait, I have a question. I have a question. Okay, I thought about this. Ask him now. Okay, yeah, no, it's, <laughs> right. it's the only time. So I think in the past you've let us do this where we can uh, use our bardic inspiration on the result 
of the song? Maybe I have, maybe I haven't. Regardless, uh, sure. Yes. <laughs> so we can each roll and add that to what, like the percentage that you give us? Yeah, let's, yeah, that'd be good. Uh, I usually let you roll one dice higher than your normal bardic inspiration, which Ali Spurrier, I think your characters are at a D8. Mm-hmm. Goodrich, Razzle's still at a, a D6. D6. Yeah. Essentially, bump that up to the next one. Razzle gets a D8, and Yashi and Randy would get a D10. Roll those, and I'll add them to the percentage that I have figured out for y'all. Well, I got a one, so I'm doing my best. I got a seven. Nice, and I got a four. Okay, so a plus 12 will be added to the roll, or I'll just add it to the chance of success. So I, considering your lyrics and everything... I put you at a 65% chance of success for the song, nice. bringing you up to a 77% chance of success. Okay. Nice. So where do you want to land? You want to land high, low, uh, those random numbers that we did that one time? <laughs> or? Well, well, so we did set up a roll 20 so that we could see the roll. Yes, we did. Whenever Kyle uh, does it. So I guess we should do it like more traditionally. I don't know. I feel like going high, but like, yeah, I don't know, just because we're on a high, right? You know, ending it on a high note, right? This whole <laughs> okay. thing. Yeah. You know? yeah. Sure. Yeah. All yeah. Right. And we have advantage as well. So oh, it's true. Yeah. So true, I'm going to roll it twice. All right. So let's go ahead and see what do that it, is. Do it. Oh, That's a 50, we got which it. would be already successful. Let's, well, you know, yes. what else? it's for fun. 61, okay. and a, you know. Now I'm gonna do a roll behind the scene oh. that, <laughs> that we'll find out if that's successful later. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so you begin your song, your magnum opus, <laughs> a song meant to be heard by Altonia requesting her aid. You see the ethereal weave of your magic beat up on the strings of Razzle's guitar. It drips in large droplets from Yashi's mallets and forms small bubbles from Randy's organ that kind of pop as he plays. <laughs> as you continue to play, the battle to keep Reed occupied so you can complete your song rages on. You see Symbol bust out his viol and begin to play a smooth, flowing melody which reflects the opposite rhythm of the hail beating down on the ground around you. And as he finishes his melody, the hail ceases to fall and the clouds disperse. Tabitha maintains the arc of electricity on Reed, but she finger flips the wand of holding into a proper grip, flicking it towards Reed. Reed shows no sign of being affected by the wand, and you see an aura emanate from Tabitha that looks like a suit of armor as she goes to support Yoku. Joan drops the support of Yoku, and you see her bamf into a shroud of mist and then appear off to the left of Reed. She rears back and throws an empty hand forward, and from it emerges a thorny vine that wraps around Reed, pulling him ten feet toward her and out of the console, causing the music to stop and the force being pushed against you to subside. You see Reed's body begin to morph as he's pulled out of this. Several limbs apparate from his side as he hunches over and goes on to six legs. A giant tail with a stinger emerges, and his hands become large pincers. And with his giant scorpion form, he moves towards Joan and attacks. The left pincer lashes out and Joan does a quick hop over it, but is caught in the air by the right pincer and is restrained in there. Then the tail lunges forward, piercing her in the stomach. Reed moves slightly toward Yoku and Tabitha. Yoku looks to be putting his weight on Tabitha and you see him take his hand, the one that's splitting, and he wraps it around the hand that Tabitha's using to send out that arc of electricity. You see that arc surge and it scorches the carapace of Reed and you see the claws contract from the electrical surge just a little bit. 
Tabitha attempts the wand two more times, both times Reed staving off the effect with what seems like little effort. Your magic from your instruments gather, and they begin to form what looks like a galaxy. You see nebulas in bloom, quasars spinning, black holes drawing in different parts of your magic. It's constantly morphing and changing, as if traveling through the universe, seeking something, someone. Slowly but surely, small pinpoints of your magic lock into place and light up brighter than you have ever seen. One by one this happens, and then your magic stops its searching. Between these lit up points you see lines form between them, and they form what looks like a sideways alto clef, the symbol of Altonia. A final line forms between the far ends of the symbol, making a bow. The rest of your magic forms an arrow, and it's knocked onto the bowstring. It draws back and fires skyward like a beam, leaving a blue trail streaking toward the sky, and eventually going out of sight. Yoku looks over at you three as you continue to play. You're reaching the point of your chorus, Deus Ex Machina Altonia, over and over. And you see Yoku begin to mouth the words and sing along, gray wisps emitting from his mouth, joining in with your magic. Symbol, Joan, Tabitha, and Yoku continue to fight to distract Reed while you've played. Joan has suffered severe wounds, even after escaping the grip of the giant scorpion Reed with the same Bamf move she did earlier. Symbol and Tabitha manage to do enough damage to cause Reed to lose his form, but it's as if as soon as he loses one form, he takes another. Eventually, the shroud of darkness around Reed's eyes fade, and he takes in his surrounding as your song comes to an end. Tabitha, Symbol, and Joan all bear wounds from their effort to keep Reed from you while you played. Reed looks at you, says, Your song is in vain. You mistake Altonia for a caring god. Did you not see my plight to her after Yoku's trial? Oh, we actually didn't. Oh, yeah, I think we maybe Uh, missed that part. (laughs) We got cut off off a little bit. And you would realize that none of this would be happening if she had merely corrected the damage Yoku had done. Lyra and Orton Glansreich could have been restored, but no. She said we must live in this world that our kind created, and that fixing what was done would have us learn nothing. As he's saying this, you see Reed's anger swelling. His skin begins to turn a mottled gray color that spreads across his face. His eyes begin to swirl with a gray energy not unlike Yoku's. But his form begins to grow larger as a double set of wings sprout out of his back, He grows inside, begins to press against the ceiling. The ceiling cracks. Pieces of it begin to fall down. I need you all to give me a dexterity saving throw. Oh, jeez, okay. Three plus zero. 17 plus five for a 22. 11 plus nine for a hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yashi and Randy, you manage to uh, step out of the way of the falling debris from the roof. Razzle, you wind up taking a a good hit to the head. As you try to dodge out of the way, taking 17 bludgeoning damage. You see Joan is able to dodge out of the way slightly, taking a little bit of damage. Yoku tries to push Tabitha to save her from being hit, but unfortunately is too weak. He and Tabitha are pinned under a large piece of rubble. In front of you stands this looming figure of what used to be Reed, looking like a large demon at this point. No horns, but you can recognize the gray swirling eyes 
And oh, it was him guarding the door back in Stremlots in the <laughs> club. <laughs> no, Reed, why? He looks down at you and he says, Your efforts are futile. Yoku reaches down to start grabbing at Yoku. I give y'all an opportunity to do something. What do y'all want to do? Uh, well, Kyle, just to uh, ask, how's everyone doing in terms of who's bloodied and who's not, and all those kind of things? Oh, uh, definitely symbol. Jo- I mean, all four of them. Oh, great! Look okay. bloodied. The combat that went on while you were playing, Reed definitely had the upper hand, constantly shifting into different forms, wild shaping, and everything. Reed looked slightly injured, but not nearly as bad as right. how the other four appear. Who are they're definitely bloodied. Okay. Right. Well, unless you guys want to do something first, I might cast mass cure wounds. Oh. So. Yeah. If I could get some of that, that'd be good too. I'm at 53 out of 85. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. yeah which Ooh. Is I'm, I'm <laughs> good. I'm good. Yeah. I was gonna say. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I'll probably cast it on Razzle Randy and then the other four since I can do six. Okay. And I'll cast it as a six level. Nice. Uh, <laughs> how's this working in terms of like the order of operations? I guess what would equate to initiative? Like, is this kind of like free flowing? Yeah. Or? We're we're doing a little bit of free flowing oh, okay, uh, awesome. here, yeah. and <laughs> if you want to follow the initiative order, you can, but I'm going to leave it up to y'all in this moment. If Randy could get me some health before I transform, that's what I'm going to do, because like I was just thinking like I could become something useful, hopefully, and like mm. either help move that rubble or go and distract. See. What's uh, Eggs up to? What's, I don't think <laughs> Eggs even was a part of one. Uh, you see Eggs standing like in the main doorway, just kind of looking like Scared. A little like, egg pops out. Bloop. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> he's standing there and he's like, Wah. the Wah. egg pops out. Yep. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, well, I'm going to roll to see what I get. I guess while I'm rolling, Gashi, what are you going to do? And Randy, if you want to go ahead and roll that health that he. Yeah, won. well, and so Randy pulls out his organ and uh, sings. You've got to admit you're feeling better, a little better. <laughs> and now you're fine. Hopefully. And so on. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so that's going to be 4d8 plus 7. So. Cool, right. and I did roll. Uh, I rolled a 44, which is a giant elk, and I was like, well, maybe I can do better, and I rolled again and got a 41. Dirk, let's do this. <laughs> and uh, got giant elk again. It's the same. Oh, dang. It's the first time that's ever happened, or I roll the same little slot uh, two times giant in a row. All right. So, cool. great. so you have antlers. I have antlers, yeah, and someone <laughs> can ride me, maybe. Uh, or you can just charge. Yeah, true. Maybe. You can charge at Reed. I can get Randy closer if he so desires too. So right. hop along, little Randy. Before you transform, <laughs> though, thirty-three <laughs> is what I got total for everyone. Oh, yeah. All right, back to full health. Thanks, Randy. Yeah. Um. So I guess Yashi is going to see Razzle turn into a giant elk and think, well, that's not going to be able to lift a boulder. <laughs> um, He'll be so flying I- <laughs> so high though. All uh, right. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and rage and then run over there and I mean I know Reed is right there so yeah. I, I want to get the boulder off of them yeah no no it's a large slab and you know it's there's definitely room for you to get your hands under there. You're able to bust into a rage seeing Tabitha, you know, pinned under this thing. Reed is standing nearby. And at this point, like, I mean, he was fairly short, like a little bit shorter than you, Yashi. But at this point, he towers over you about 50, 55 feet. His size has grown so massive that you can tell lifting up this slab is not going to be an issue for him. But you're going to beat him to it. So you run over there. You get your fingers underneath it. And I need you to give me a strength check. Uh-huh. Don't forget, you get advantage for 
raging. Yes, oh, yes, yes. boy. Okay. Well, and, and just really quick while she's rolling, just to let you know, Kyle, uh, there's a little blurb underneath the giant elk that says, the majestic giant elk is rare to the point that its appearance is often taken as a foreshadowing of an important event, such as the birth of a king, uh, a prince perhaps, maybe. Uh, <laughs> and then <laughs> legends tell of gods that take the form of giant elk when visiting the material plane. Many cultures therefore believe that to hunt these creatures is to invite divine wrath. So if Reed oh. comes after a giant elk, there might be some divine wrath from a certain, uh, I don't know, divine any, person. Any divine like, source. Yeah, you know, so I'm just saying, uh, <laughs> the dice are working with me here. All right. Nice. I, I think so. So Kyle, can I use athletics on this or anything, or is it just a straight strength check? Uh, you know what? Deadlifting is an athletic, so just do mm-hmm. deadlifting. Oh, thank you. Okay. Well, in that case, uh, with advantage, it's a 16 plus 13 oh. or a 29. You get down and you just get down. And you are able to lift this up and you actually push it up over your head. Uh, yes. And Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> you see Yoku and Tabitha, they both kind of clamor out from underneath it. You're able to drop it without any damage done to them. You can see the healing effect that they have benefited from Randy. They stand up and they prepare themselves as Reed continues to look down. And he looks out and spreads his hand out over the city of Belm looking. And at this point, you can tell that his figure is visible from the countryside all around. Hopefully that's enough of a signal. I totally (laughs) forgot (laughs) to do a moonbeam. I I didn't like do like a, like my action, like technically transforming the bonus action. Could I just retcon and say my actual action was like, moonbeam, poof. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You shoot the moonbeam up. You see the orcs begin to filter out of the trees surrounding Bound. And off in the distance, cresting a hill, you see the armies of Udalali make their way into Bound. And you can hear the sounds of battle ringing out, different bits of magic exploding here and there, arrows following, the sound of armor and sword clashing against one another echo up to the top of new Mons Organum. Reed, in his reaching, as Tabitha and Yoku stand up, with his large hand, swipes, looking like he's trying just to grab Yoku, but captures Tabitha in his midst as well. Oh, I should have left her under the boulder. He brings his hand up. He says, Your power will finally be mine, and I will return what she would not. Casualties will happen. And he starts to go with Yoku and Tabitha in his grasp. He brings them up towards his mouth. He opens it, and Symbol is standing Uh, there like, What is actually happening? What what happened to Reed? And Yoku says... (laughs) This is what happens when Lyarion falls out of true harmony with itself. This is what was happening to me before I was banished. It's the reason I look the way I do, but I didn't fully turn like 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 Reed has. Oh, no. Uh, is it action is there time enough for us? Time? Yeah, like, yeah, y'all yeah. y'all have another okay. moment to do something. Okay. Yasha, you go first because uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Seriously. So all right. <laughs> so Kyle, with since I have extra attack, can I use my scorching ray from my circlet and then also like a melee attack? Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. I'll let yeah. you go with okay. that. Ooh. So uh, is it okay for me to do like a two-handed like both of my mallets? You could do one with your main hand. That'll be an attack, and then off hand mallet. And then, so, yeah. and then the scorching ray. Okay, yeah. so I think I'm going to start with the hammer mallets, and I'll use reckless attack so I get advantage on the first hit. Okay. So nice. And while she's rolling, I'm going to turn to Randy and just be like, 
what you want to do? I'm just going to charge at this I, dude. I so. think Delia and I are going to pull out all the stops and just have her send off all the power she's got, because if not all now, right. when? Okay, cool. Well, I'm going to charge in there, and then you just jump off me when the time is right, and uh, okay. I'll get you nice and close, okay? <laughs> Perfect. Game <laughs> You scoop up Randy in your antlers and toss <laughs> yes. him onto your back. <laughs> no, better yet, Randy just stays in my antlers, yeah. and he's just stands like, in there. Like, cradled in them, yeah. Yeah, it's like, let's go. <laughs> yes. And so, yeah. Yeah, I'm basically going to do the giant elk's charge action, which will be basically ramming mm-hmm. Reed, and he'll have to succeed on a DC 14 strength saving throw or be knocked prone. So that in combination nice. with what Allie's doing, uh, I guess I'll roll now. And Allie, how did yeah. you do? Yeah, well, yeah. Well, okay. All right. How exciting. Um, okay, so my <laughs> I'm doing my two mallet hits first, and then I'll do the scorching ray. So the first one, since it was at advantage, I luckily got an 18 plus nine, so 27 on that. Okay. Because I'm doing a blade flourish, I'm going to add extra damage on that one, and then cool. my second one was just like a 14 plus 9. Did you not roll an advantage on your second one? I thought it was just the first hit. No, it's all no. the attacks in oh, your turn. Oh, we roll talked about this again. before. Okay, 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 okay. okay. It's okay. Well, well and also, uh, while she's rolling that, I realized I did forget to roll to hit Reed, um, but I did get an 18 plus 6, so hopefully. Okay. And hopefully he's at least 20 feet away, too, so I can do this charge. Dolphinately. Oh, Yeah, awesome. that'll hit, but Yashi, uh, what'd you get on that uh, second? Well, guys, I did roll an oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And since it's on a melee attack, it counts as a savage attack, which oh, means so I also get an extra D8 on the damage for that one. Yes, excellent. So uh, do you want me to roll damage for those first or do the Scorching Ray Go ahead first? and do the Scorching Ray. Okay. So let's see where that is, so, and then we can just do all the damage. Scorching Ray, I blast out three rays, so pew, there's pew, pew. a roll for each. <laughs> yep. And so I got a 24 on the first one. Hit. An 18 on the second one, hit. and nice. a 15 on the third one. 15 does not hit. Oh. That's all right. Two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> the, um, the third one that doesn't hit, you just see the other hand of Reed get in the way of it and just block it, and it fizzles out. Ouch. Okay. Oh, wait, no. um, okay, so, <laughs> so my damage for the first hit is going to be 23. Okay. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, my damage for the next one. So I'm rolling so good right now. Uh, no. It's really nice. That's awesome. Uh, the second one is 25 for damage. Ooh. All right. And then, okay, the three scorching raids. That's a 2d6 per ray. I mean, the dice know. The dice know that Tabitha's up there. The <laughs> dice right. like, no, 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 come on now. They can feel it. <laughs> yeah. So that is sixes for both. So 12 total on the scorching ray. All right. So 60 damage total. Wow. Yeah. Oh, and then, um, so the mallet hits. I'm going for his, um, like, legs, specifically his kneecaps since I did get over 20 on both of those. Just want to take those out. (laughs) And then the Scorching Ray, I'm kind of aiming for more of his, like, face area. And also, (laughs) to go along with that, I forgot to say my rolls of my damage. Boy, we're all just, (laughs) let's go, go, go. It's a lot. There's Um, a lot going on. (laughs) So my damage will be 18 total, and I'm going for whatever the other leg is from Yashi. And yeah, if he succeeds the DC 14 strength saving throw, he'll remain standing. And if not... He got a natural 20 on that strength saving throw. Um, (laughs) Yashi, after your attack, you hit his knees and almost reflexively uh, (laughs) kicks at you. Oh, no. And uh, I need you to give me a strength saving throw. Don't forget it's at advantage because you're raging. Okay. Dude, do we get booted like Randy and I? Oh, Randy, oh, how'd I still haven't done do? mine yet. Yeah. yeah, I guess I like leapt off of you as you were beginning your charge. And in midair, I think to myself, Delia, now is the time. Let it all out. <laughs> and I pull up my shirt and say, Witch Bolt. And, <laughs> in um, midair. In midair, <laughs> just holding it up and screaming. And I'm going to cast it as a fifth level spell. 
So it's going to be 5d12, but let's make sure it hits. Okay. So that is uh, an 18 plus 6. That will hit, for okay. sure. And I so went ahead and did the damage just in case. <laughs> and so <laughs> Douglas uh, Adams would be very proud because that is a 42. Excellent. Nice. Okay, and that's concentration, so that holds on. Yashi, what did you get on your strength save against uh, Reed kicking you? It was you? a 12 plus 10, so Okay, you are not knocked prone. You are knocked 10 feet back, and Oof. you take 22 bludgeoning damage. Oh, I am uh, raging, so it's half, right? So 11. Ugh. Good call. Good, Good call. call. So at this this point, you've all attacked. The witch bolt is eventually replacing the witch bolt that Tabitha did earlier. Mm, right, As this yeah. goes on into further rounds, it will only be the 1d12 yes. every subsequent round. Randy just like lands on his knees and like slides on the ground with his belly button aimed upwards. Like <laughs> <laughs> Delia's hand just elegantly coming forth and bringing this lightning out of it. Reed is obviously looking down, seeing the onslaught that you're trying to give and takes his other hand and goes to backhand Razzle and gets a 28. Yeah. Razzle, I need you to give me a strength saving throw. The power of an elk. Uh, <laughs> yes. uh, okay, with, with the elks. Yeah, so that's a, oh, it's a dirty twat. Nice. That's a 16 plus oh. four. You maintain footing uh, as an elk. Like, imagine an elk in anime just like power sliding away from yeah. being hit. <laughs> exactly. You do take 18 points of bludgeoning damage. Okay, okay. Are you still an elk? Yeah, I'm just going to take what it gives me to uh, go along with Spurrier's Douglas Adams. Uh, I got a big old 42 HP over <laughs> here. So, uh, yeah, let's Beautiful. go. Perfect. So, you see, you've done some major damage. Like, there's some good damage going on. I mean, Reed is still holding up this massive figure. You see his side begin to ripple, and an arm just emerges out of the palm, facing towards the ground, towards Belen, where the battle is going on. You see two cult members just fly into his hand. As he's doing this, his wings unfurl, and between the points where they arc out, you see a large ball of energy forming, and then lightning crackles out and arcs across the battlefield, I need all of you to give me a dexterity saving throw. Let me know if you get a 21. Dang, 19. Ugh. 23. Mine's an 18. That is 85 lightning damage. Oh, jeez. Um, oh, and Randy, you'll take half. That'll be 42. Oh, boy, Douglas Adams Hi. back again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right? Wow. Man, if I hadn't transformed, I'd be straight up rolling death saves now. <laughs> I'm at like 17 health. Uh, Where's everybody else at as far as what's left for right, you? Uh, I'm at 24. I'm at 56. Okay. So. Well, and to let y'all know, yes. in that arc of lightning, Joan is down. Okay. And Symbol mm, okay. is, his hair is fried. It's standing on ends, <laughs> oh, like, no. you know, like got zapped by Pikachu kind of style. Oh, but he looks awful. He's okay. What about Alfric, too? I mean, Eggs is whatever. Is he around? He's a cloud. <laughs> he's he's in the room with Eggs as a cloud still. He's just watching. But he has to, like, come out of his cloud because of getting hit. So he's, we can assume he's doing okay. Yeah, he hasn't okay. been targeted Gotcha. Really? Mm, right. Okay. Cool. Well, is it our turn now? <laughs> uh, well, actually, um, that was kind of legendary action. So, okay, gotcha, um, gotcha. You see Reed take the two cult members and stuff his arm into his mouth down past his throat. <laughs> and as he does, you see some of the wounds that you've inflicted along the way heal up. And then he takes his other hand, holding Yoku and Tabitha, and just dangles them above his mouth. 
and drops them in. Oh, jeez. Oh, okay. You see oh, both boy. of them trying to clamor at the teeth to pull themselves out, the tongue wrapping around them, pulling in them. The jaw snaps closed. <laughs> what are y'all doing? All right. Uh, so well. Yashi is going to take out, I've got two healing potions. Okay. I've got a regular one and a greater healing potion. Um, who's closer to me, Razzle or Randy? Uh, I'd say Randy is, actually. Because Randy. Okay. Randy jumped off, Razzle continued on. Um, I'm going to, I guess, hand these to Randy and say, like, go give these to who needs them. Oh, oh um, sure. Just, oh, like, Christ. take care of them. You can go. And then I'm going to look at, I guess, both of you and be like, guys, this isn't working. He can just heal himself. We're not going to win this. Everybody's going down. But we've got, like, Altonia, like, like, coming. Where? Probably. She- Probably. I don't, I don't think she's coming. But like, um, what about us? We could do a song maybe like to get her uh, to bring him down. I or? mean, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm pretty tapped at this point. I think uh, all we, of my like, liar on magic's kind of, I mean, that song was epic. It was <laughs> a big one. <laughs> right. I don't really think we really have time either. Tabitha just got eaten. Uh, so I've got something I'm going to do. No, um, don't. And uh, I want to just say I love you guys and thank you for everything. And please tell my parents I'm sorry. Uh, what are you um, doing? And then I'm going to look at Reed and I'm going to point towards, I guess, his throat, wherever I think Tabitha is at this uh, point. Do I, I see right. like a little sweater outline <laughs> yeah, in yeah. there somewhere? No. A little glasses. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, you're able to establish a, a connection okay. with Tabitha. So I'm going to point over there and I'm going to cast message. It's not. I'm not going to do my song because it doesn't feel like the right moment. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm going to say, no matter what happens next, just know I love you. You are everything to me. Please hold on. Okay. I don't know what you're going to do, but I love you too. Um, and so I'm going to, I've got a little song I'm going to sing real Great. quick. Great. Oh, um, <laughs> okay. So uh, just my voice. I'm not using my mallets for this one. I'm going to sing... My fury's on this way you would want. <laughs> There'll be peace when I am done. Let me put our foe to rest. Audite Volksmort. And I'm going to activate my Volksmort ability and take this dude out. You belt in your rage your Voxmort ability, and as you do, there are purple and red swirls that begin to flow out of your mouth. The swirling begins to take the form, and before you stands a large avatar of Yashi, matching the size of Reed in his current state. (laughs) The avatar grapples Reed, holding his arms down with a giant bear hug. The avatar starts to scream in the face of Reed, who screams back, and as they scream back and forth, you see the avatar essence begin to flow into Reed's mouth, and it continues to do so until the entire avatar has gone completely down Reed's throat. You see his skin begin to crawl, and he starts to grab at parts of his torso. What is happening? What are you doing to me? No! No! Red and purple cracks begin to form and spread across Reed's body. As the cracks connect, his body begins to swell all over and explodes, parts of it (laughs) flying off in every direction with trails of purple and red energy that are disintegrating the flying bits. Standing where Reed was is the large avatar of Yashi with Yoku and Tabitha in the palm of her hand. She sets them down and then stands back up, letting out a victorious cry and then dissipates. And as it does... Yashi 
falls to the ground. Randy, Razzle, what do? Uh, we've run over there. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm not an elk anymore. So we're like, Yashi, Yashi, you did it, I think. Maybe, probably. Wake up. There's no response. You hear off in the distance over the cries of battle. You hear the screams of the Voxmort tribe yelling out their namesake. You hear Yashi's mom's voice specifically. It's surprising it's audible from this distance, but you can hear it clear as day. Kyle, I guess I try to give her the potions that she gave me. I presume nothing. Yeah, you start to try to put some of the potion in her mouth, and as much as you've seen Yashi try to eat things and drink things, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't happen. Okay. Oh, uh, well, this symbol, symbol, we need your help. Yashi's down. We're not sure what's going on. Uh, so is Joan. Um, Get to roll a medicine check, I guess. Yeah, well, you go for it. 18 plus 5 for 23. Uh, that's a 15 plus 2, 17. You two manage to roll Yashi over and get her under her back. One of you are cradling her head. You feel on her neck, and there's no pulse. Razzle, you start to administer whatever aid you know, whatever first aid you can think of. Some potpourri in her nose. Like, come on. This always yeah. works. <laughs> come on. As you wave the potpourri in her nose, her body begins to fade and disappear. Uh. And eventually, she's gone. Oh boy. I look at the potpourri oh. like, uh. <laughs> You're looking Yikes. around uh, and something catches both of your glimpse, catches symbols as well. And you can see up in the sky between the two moons, as they're apparent during the day at this point, looks to be a small glint of light traveling across the sky. It turns, changes trajectory, looks like it's speeding your way. At this point, Yashi. <laughs> You're standing in a in a white void with all of these iridescent, opalescent kind of bubbles floating around. They bounce off of each other. There's a light kind of drifting melody going on. You turn around a couple of times and eventually you turn and you see your dad standing in a snack machine, <laughs> shaking it, trying to get a snack out. He's like, come on, where's, I, I put good money into this. What is this? And he kind of turns and goes, oh, hey, kiddo. Uh, hi, what the heck are you doing here? <laughs> well, you know, it's not really me, but, huh? I figured, well, okay, hold on. And sure, you see your dad, like, like you? shift uh, and turn into your mom. Uh, <laughs> wait a second. It's, it's okay. Wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. Okay, <laughs> I tell you weird. what, let's just, just be honest here. And you see the form shift out of that and just blink into a small point of existence and then spread out. And in front of you stands this entity that swirls with this opalescence. And you can just see its eyes and mouth glow with the same blue energy that your Lyarion magic glows Ooh. with. Says, well, this is actually what I look like. So, oh. um, oh. I, how, how you doing? Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm okay. Wait, you sound kind of familiar. Where have I heard that voice? Oh, I don't know where you heard my voice before. You could have heard it a lot of places. <laughs> Wait, oh, were you? Oh, you know, d okay. I think you were like part of one of these rooms that we had to figure something out and you oh. sound so familiar. So thanks for all your help, I guess. <laughs> oh, that makes a little bit of sense. You sure. know, there's some little bit of energy put into me to be wow. able to power some things. And yeah, that's probably the voice that would come out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, gu I, mean, I guess so. I'm, I'm glad at least there's some familiarity there. Now, you know, this is kind of weird. You know, I'm, I'm dealing with you. I'm 
dealing with another one that came in at the same time. I know you're not seeing it, but this is how this sort of thing works. You know, <laughs> me being the source of Laerion power. Oh, okay. Uh, you, you have an opportunity to go back. Probably just one, though, considering... Wait, what? Well, yeah. I get to go back? Well, yeah, absolutely. That's kind of how it works. You got, you got, it seems like you, somebody gave you a dose of Lyarion magic. Oh, that's right. I do have a little legato in me. I mean, that's okay. what I was picking up. I was like, hmm, legato's back. Doesn't look like legato last no, time I saw him. No, 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 but it's in here. Oh, good. Uh, okay, so I get to go back, but just the one time? Just the one time. That other person, I ain't, I ain't sending them back. They, oh, they, they oh. lost touch with oh. the source. Um, okay. Well, that's, I got, that's lucky. That I even get the one. Um, yeah. Cool. How how was your life? Do you enjoy you enjoy it while it lasts? Uh yeah. I mean yeah. You know it's uh I was I'm doing pretty good out there. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty young though. It was it was a little short, but yeah. you know sometimes. I'm I'm not the brightest bulb in the pack. Well, think pretty hard sometimes. You know. Oh, that's a better one. Okay, <laughs> who said that? Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, like doing great. Things are getting pretty awesome, and but then I came here and I thought, well, that was that. Okay. <laughs> well, it, since you're going back, what would you want to change about yourself this time around? Anything, you know, you want to make oh, different? Oh, like I or? could be a whole different person. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's the thing is, you know, the Lyarons, they come and go. You know, they get to change what they look like, you know, how they sound, right. you know, some of their abilities and everything. And they just get to keep doing that until, you know, until they come to me and they say, I think I'm ready. Oh, and then, they you get know, to decide. Okay, but I, I usher okay. them on to you know something else, and well, that's hmm. that's that. I don't know about changing. I mean, I really like myself a lot. I've got good muscles. <laughs> I really like my tusks. I've been really working on my appetite. I mean, I've got one of the best bellies in the land. Why would I want to give that up? Um, I'll, I don't know. I'd have to think about that, or maybe I'll just like be myself. Is that okay? That's that's perfectly fine. It's, yeah. You know, finding out you love yourself as you are in your lifetime. Well, that's an achievement that not a lot of people wind up getting to. But do I get like a like a trophy or something <laughs> right. for this achievement? You get like the trophy of medal? life. Oh, oh. Well, that's pretty good. Okay. All right. That's Maybe. the trophy I have for you. Well, thank you. I feel so good. I'm standing on my own little pedestal over here. That you are, and you see, there's a pedestal that rises up. Yeah. Oh, this is so cool. Maybe I'll just stay here. It's very fun. Oh, no. You know, we'd have a good time together. I'm sure you seem like a real, real fun person to hang out with. But unfortunately, that's not how this works. Oh, okay. I get it. You value your privacy. I understand. Oh, I have no privacy. I'm with everyone at all times. Okay. At least well, all Lyarians. Um, this is getting even more fun, but maybe I should go then? How does that work? Well, tip... Well, wait. We usually have a way to handle this, but uh, I, I'm, I'm picking up something different. It seems like you have a ride already arranged for you, so... Oh, okay. Make the best of it, and <laughs> your vision goes black. Bye! Randy... Razzle, you're standing there with Symbol. Joan has been administered a potion. Yoku and Tabitha begin to sit back up as they regain consciousness. You hear the sounds of battle starting to diminish below. The sounds of a war chant from the Udalali army blend with the war chant of the Voxmort, creating a very harmonious sound together. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Naturally. Tabitha sits up. She looks around. She says, Where... Where is she? Where's Yashi? Oh. Yeah. She, I, we don't know. She did a thing and like turned into this raging war being and sort of like exploded Reed. And saved you and Yoku and 
then vanished? Yeah. We're not really sure. Yeah, what? I don't know. Symbol chimes in and says, well, if that's the case, then perhaps what Alfred did, and at this point, Alfred has finished shifting out of a cloud form, walks out and says, yeah, um, she either has the option to go on or come back. Oh. I don't know if that's going to be a permanent thing, but her body disappearing, that's to be expected at this point. Oh, wait, is that what happened to Rhiannon? <gasps> was she secret Lyarion? Well. <laughs> no, I, I don't no. think that was the... <laughs> we'll see in the future. Oh, Tune in next time. Could be anyone now. <laughs> oh, oh, so, is, so what about the Chondrus diamond? Just really quick, like, the roof is collapsed in. Is the diamond somewhere? Is it okay? I mean, it's a diamond, so, like, is it um, you, This comes to your mind, uh, and this will be an easy one, give me a perception check. All uh, you need to do is beat a 10. Okay, uh, okay, that is a total of 15. Okay, so you look around and you don't see the Chondrus diamond specifically anywhere, but you do see a large slab of what was the roof laying down, and around it are like fragments of what look like a diamond. What? Well, a diamond? Aww. What are these walls made out of? They crush a diamond, jeez. <laughs> you go over and you pick up one of the shards and give me a knowledge oh of like gosh. stone cutting. Oh. It's like one of your dwarven right. abilities. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh. Actually, I have double proficiency, so. <laughs> give me this roll. It's intelligence based, so add that modifier and any of the other things that apply based on your character. Uh, dang, nice. 29. <laughs> you gather that this probably wasn't actually a diamond. <laughs> There's probably it. a diamond. It was a diamond in name for sure, but it was more like a cubic zirconium. Uh. Uh, but you can tell, like, you know, it was probably named that more for its magical qualities and still worked as a focal oh, point. But okay. at this point, you begin to hear a high-pitched whistle. You look back towards the sky. You see that glint of light. And it appears to be more of a comet streaking across the sky at this point. It's coming directly towards the top of the new Mons Organum. And as it reaches about a mile over the sky, you can see it finally start to break away from the flare that it has from entering your atmosphere. And you notice that it is a single glowing golden orb that drifts down and lands on the top. And from that orb, you see the image of Altonia, like you did in Reed's memory. And cradled in her arms is Yashi. Oh, baby Yashi. Oh, oh, a baby. A baby to her size. Oh, she's, right. like, she's like yellow diamond size. Let's just say okay. that. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Yashi, you open your eyes to see yourself being cradled in these massive hands. And they go and they place you down on top of the new Mons Organum, now in complete chaos as far as, like, the oh, roof slashing in. Um, those hands. <laughs> <laughs> See? Well, prophetic the, by no. Razzle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, it's Yashi. Whoa, Yashi. Oh, hi whoa. there. Hi, guys. <laughs> hi there. Hello. Hello. Look at me. Yashi, you step down from the hand. You actually have to hop down because the hand is that big. But as you hop down, Randy and Razzle, you see this blurred image of Tabitha just bolt past her, <laughs> jump up, and like wrap herself around oh. Yashi's neck. I think she probably does it so hard I just stumble backwards and fall down like, oh, good. Yes. Right. You oh, are well. just knocked to the ground by the force of her running and jumping. But uh, she's just crying, and she's just saying, never, never again. <laughs> never do that again. I actually can't, so it's fine. Uh, <laughs> it was a one-time deal. Uh, just, I'm sorry I scared you, but it's literally... 
I think the only thing that I could do. So, Loki, you're fine. I'm fine. We're fine. Uh, it's fine. It's just, it's just, no, 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 no. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, and she's sorry. beside herself at this point, just with like happiness, emotion, overwhelmed. <laughs> well, so like, what happened? Uh, there's a a thing that I kind of had in my back pocket just in case, you know, kind of like last ditch effort. Um, and it seemed like the right moment to use it. So apparently, just, Jeez. yeah, okay. Uh, but thank goodness, Alfred, you know, uh, with that Lyarion essence, uh, I guess that kind of worked in my favor. Alfred's like, I, I honestly did not realize that you would gain that from me doing that. But yeah, you know, a big surprise to me too. I kind of thought I was done here, so. Sorry for freaking everybody out with my goodbyes and such. <laughs> wait, wait. So so you did a thing that just like obliterated Reed and then you just yeah. came back? Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. It's a Volksmort thing, you know. So can you do that again and then just come back? Oh, I'd rather not. Um, I think they told me that this was like a one-time deal. So oh. probably best that it just happens the one time. Right. I see. I was going to say, yeah. you've just become the ultimate fighter. Just what? Like. <laughs> cool. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> At this point, you hear the slurping of a drink. And you look up and you see Altonia is holding uh, a coconut shell <laughs> with a little umbrella and a straw coming out of it. And she says, well, I am here. You've called me when I was on vacation. What the heck? No. <laughs> what exactly is uh, happening? Yoku, what are you doing here? Yoku kind of looks up and says, well, uh... I'm embarrassed to say I managed to get myself out of your prison and wanted to try to do some right and, you know, make up for the wrongs I've done. She says, "Mm. well, you're not the one who summoned me. And she looks down at you three, says, I figured the people who summoned me, I should speak to all of them. I noticed one had disappeared, so I brought that one back. Oh. Which, thanks for the ride. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. It's good of you. Altonia, uh, what the heck, just as a general sort of question, like, we saw everything that happened at Yoku's trial, and you banishing your chaotic brother, and, like, nobody mm. knew about it, and banishing planes, and then Reed came to ours that you created, and then tried to, like, Redaba, you might it. not know. Reed, yeah. Reed is Redaba. I remember oh. Redaba. And so then there was this whole thing, people died, and, like, it's been a real whole, like, mess mm. that we kind of feel could have been solved if you had just stepped in Maybe every once in a while, maybe during the war that went on that I guess you just weren't interested in and in the plane that you created. Sorry to come off a little heated, but like we thought we lost our friend. We thought like everything was going to die. And it's just like, it's a lot been going on. So thanks for showing up. Hope you liked the song. I did. Uh, oh, I did like the song. Well, in that case. <laughs> I liked it enough to be here, didn't I? I mean, sure. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. what is going on? Can you explain, do something? There's planes that need bringing back and stuff that needs fixing. Hmm. We were kind of hoping you'd be up to the task. <sighs> it seems as my initial run as a creator amongst the Pantheon has not worked out too well. I, I mean, it don't be too hard on yourself. We, we're here, <laughs> you know. It's, well, it's fine. But Every 10,000 years or so, we all take a turn. It seems <laughs> my 10,000 years hasn't gone too well. I was Cutting out a little early at ninety nine ninety eight. You're like your term is up, <laughs> right? Yeah, so, your god you know, term. You didn't even want to finish it out. Jeez. <laughs> well, we like to see how things pan out, how you treat each other, whether anybody is worthy of joining us. 
Some of you prove worthwhile. Some of you prove insolent. Some of you prove worth saving. Okay. Some of you prove worth well, damning. Well, maybe with, you know, you could finish the end of your term on a high note. <laughs> so you know, to speak. Just fix a few things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and fix a few things. And uh, then you can go off and enjoy your vacation for the next 10,000 years. Or whatever. It seems, yes, I understand my deception with my brother and everything of that nature seems to have stemmed from this. But I think the issue came from trying to do too many projects at once. All the different planes I created, some of them I didn't, some of them have been established. Elemental planes, astral planes, those have all been around for forever. But it seems the ones I've created, I uh, put too many eggs in one basket. Huh. We all look mm-hmm. at Exquackly. Eggs Quackly. This was you. He's <laughs> like, that's right, I'm works. actually Altonia. <laughs> I I'm just kidding. Um, Altonia says, I can resolve this and set this up for the next person, the person who will hopefully do better than I have done. I'd admit my faults, but perhaps you're right. I can make this work out for every one of my creations. Well, and like, what about your brother? Like, Oh, he's dead. Oh, how did that? What? Really? Yoku, you slayed my brother, correct? Yeah. And took his power. But what about like the spirit of chaos and things that he inherited, Yoku? Oh, it was probably balanced out by the spirit of my son, Renat. Oh, so he never had it. He's the opposite of he had it in him all along. He never <laughs> had it in him, ever. He had a little bit of both in him. He had all oh, of okay. it all along, yeah. Of course, my brother, I'm not too hung up on at this point, but <laughs> okay. losing Renat was hard. That one hit me. Uh, and sometimes when a deity has a loss like that, they will spontaneously create something. Which is why your world is the Mateer real plane. Oh. <laughs> yes. All right. But I tell you what, Yoku, I can tell that uh, you truly feel bad for what you've done, for the chaos you've sown going forward. And I, I too, will accept my role and my absence in my role. Let's fix all this. And you see Altonia snap. All of you are now floating in space, looking down on this swirling mass of stars. You're looking down at essentially your galaxy. Oh. Oh, And she goes, we'll do this. And you see her point out six different spots. They light up. You recognize the different colors from when you were in the astral plane. And then you realize, like, oh, the astral plane. (laughs) We're here, zoomed out. Oh, is Laris there? Just you see a little by. Laris dragon? He's way smaller, though, and he's just kind of <laughs> floating through it. Doritos everywhere. Imagine yourself more so in, like, a creative mode right, uh, yeah, of yeah. a video game, if you want <laughs> right. to think about it like that. And yes. she says, we'll take these six, and you see her kind of swirl her hand, and you see two more planes draw out. You recognize one of them to be Lyranort, just from the memories that you've seen. She says, okay. And she takes them, and she begins to swirl her finger. And the eight planes... She says, Octatonia. Mm, no, not quite. Although the eight will become one, and everyone will live together, the harmony will remain. And you see the planes swirling. As they begin to swirl fast enough, the after image they are creating begin to blur together, and you see them form into a single planet. Although this planet has a hole in the center in which a sun resides. And you see the planet spinning around the sun, but you also notice that it rotates inward. And this planet looks like a donut. 
to hold Yashi back. <laughs> Otherwise known as a toroidal planet. Uh. It spins around the sun, and you see as it is turning inward, because the circumference of the inside of a donut is less than the outside, you see the continents ebb and flow from each other Whoa. as the donut planet turns inward. She says, perhaps if all of you are in one place, there will be no need for you to seek other places to be. Well, there will be no other places to be. You will still be connected to all of the things that have come before my creation. The ethereal plane, the astral plane. Your magic will be intact. Everyone you know and love is safe. There's no chaos in this creation. Yet. Only order. I mean, cool. <laughs> nudging Randy. <laughs> Hang on now. She looks down at you nudging and you see like a smirk in the corner of her mouth. And uh, she's like, it's what I love. Love about you. All of you. You're so unique. So different. But you can find a way to come together. That's all I ever really wanted. And I wanted to see if you could do it on your own. And again, I probably should have stepped in here and there. I think with this new gift, I leave you. I will retire, and I will set my predecessor up. Yoku, you really wanted to redeem yourself. He's like, yes, Altonia. Well, you already have the power of two gods within you. Why not see how you do? Treat it right. Take care of it, and we'll see how you do. I encourage you to seek guidance from its people. You know these bards. Work with them. Help them help the rest of the people that will exist on this planet. Can you do that? He says, I... I, I don't know. And he looks over and he says, I mean, I, I don't even know what to say. Um, <laughs> I don't feel like I should take it, but what are you three? How can you not? It's quite a promotion. I mean, geez, man. <laughs> you were willing to give yourself to save us. Yeah. You know, so just like do that for like the whole world. <laughs> yeah. Y- yeah. I promise you I will. And uh, you see him as he says, I promise. You see the cracks and fissures in his body glow gold and they merge and form and he is whole. The mottled gray skin that he had before fades away and you see underneath his skin this opalescent sheen erupt from underneath his skin as it just beams outward. And he says, oh, this is okay. All right. We're going to do this, right? Yeah, yes. we got to sing that. You got this, Yoku. Come on, you got this, Yoku. Altonia says, I realize you three lost an opportunity to say goodbye to the ones you loved, and I would like to present you with that opportunity now. Oh? So, uh. Yashi, who would you pick? Oh, uh. Well, you know, I've, I guess I've been fortunate to maybe not lose a lot of important people, but one, I guess not person, but <laughs> thing I'd love to say goodbye to is my sanity, Sandy. Mm. I just, of you course. know, left her all alone there, and I'm sure she's being taken care of in the other time. She's and fine. now I'm not sure if she would recognize me or have the same bond, so... Just maybe getting to say goodbye you see to that bonded creature. Altonia take her hands and she kind of clasps them together and uh, kind of opens her hand like a little treasure box. And inside is a pink sanity that's sitting there, oh, dressed up, is. ready to go. Little star blanket draped over. Could I touch her? Could yeah. I? Oh, yeah. Come on. Okay. For some pets, she she kind of coos as she wakes up and like looks up at you, and you see just those big sanity eyes just kind of start to tear up around the edge, There's and she girl. like nuzzes oh. into you, like headbutting a little bit. Can you give us a quick sanity coo there, Cal? Like, <laughs> yes. 
yes. Uh, <laughs> I'll just, I'm going to give her lots of pets and say, I know Mitch is taking good care of you. He would never let anything happen to you. Um, but here, and I give her um, just one little chip that I was saving from my final bag. And I put it right <laughs> next to her in her little sandity arms. <laughs> put it in her arms. You see Altonia take the tip of her fingernail and just tap on the top of Sandy's head. And Sandy turns to you and says, Oh, wow. Yoshi. <laughs> Sandy. I love you. Sandy. Oh, Sandy. I'm so sorry. You gave me the best life I, I ever could have had. You gave me the best life. <laughs> oh, I never thought I'd find a creature like you to love. Oh, gosh. This is too hard. Goodbye, little pink friend. Goodbye, Yashi. Oh, I love you Thank so you for much. the chip. Oh, oh, she's eating the chip. And oh, Alton. Antonia closes her hand. Oh, that was great. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> just going to go over here to the corner for a little bit. I'll be back. You turn around to look at a corner and you realize you're in the vast expanse of space. <laughs> oh, no, um, there's nowhere. Oh, no. <laughs> and she turns to Randy. Randy, who would you like to say goodbye to? Oh, right. Um, I know your time is precious, being the you know, creator of everything. Quick question, if you don't mind answering. Do you know if Stremlot's School of Better Barding is still intact in our current timeline? We haven't been back in a while. It's still standing, yes. Okay, so then that means my beloved is still there. Uh, oh, yes, that beloved. Yeah. Um, Excellent. Yeah, that will be there. I don't think you need to say goodbye okay. to that oh, one. That is reassuring. Uh, in that case, um, can you say goodbye to zombie fish people? Is that on your oh, list? Oh, nice. She gets a smirk on her face, and you see her just, like, she claps her hand, just, and then as she draws them apart, you see Zill just apparate. <laughs> oh, what is standing there, tongue hanging out a little bit, <laughs> holding their other arm. Beauty incarnate. All right, and uh, real quick, that's an 18 plus, whatever to acrobat, it should be fine. I leap up on him, and I just say, Ja! And I'd like to do just like a little like, you know, lap with him just to get one more out of him. You acrobat onto their shoulders and give the command and immediately you start being ran around in a small circle around this cosmos. And I'm just giggling with glee. <laughs> it's, it's a squishy ride, of course. Oh, it's wonderful. Um, and then I guess once the ride comes to the end, uh, I pull out a little vial. And I say, would you mind um, excreting some into this to have something oh to remember gosh, you by? What? I lost my other vial. There's a fin on part of the arm that Zill's holding. They take it and just kind of squeeze it, and you see this excretion come out and fill up the vial. Oh. <laughs> Disgusting, thank you. And I stow it away. So. And uh, Altonia takes a finger and taps Zill on the head. And you go, <laughs> you are you are absolutely amazing, keeper of the undead. Oh, thank you so much oh for taking care of my undead self. <laughs> it was an honor. And while hearing you speak is both horrifying and wonderful, why don't we part in the way that we both know how? And so I just turn to him and just go, uh, music to my ears. Zill turns. <laughs> And walks into Altonia's hand, who closes them together, and Zill is gone. Uh, she turns to look at Razzle and says, you're the one I'm most certain on yeah. who you would want to say goodbye to. You can just go ahead and open those hands up 
and uh, I think we'll be good. Old D and D, I think, is waiting in there. <laughs> Old D and D. My dwarf dad. <laughs> Your dwarf dad. Just, just want to say goodbye one more time. Wonderful. Say goodbye to your D and D. You see her. <laughs> she does the cross the hands and and make the steeple open the doors. Here's all the people. And, and uh, you see in her hand standing there is King Dazzle. And as he comes into existence, you see he is finishing a sentence. And he goes, Barry? No! Oh, Razzle? I just run up to him and give him a big hug. And I just say, oh, oh that was some party you threw, huh? Yeah, like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, Dad. I I didn't mean for any of this to go down like it did. I didn't mean to run out. I didn't. I just. It's okay, like, son. It's I'd... okay. I'm okay. Everyone is okay. Okay. And he kind of like keeps his hands on your shoulders and like puts you away from the hug a little bit and looks you in the eye and just says, "You don't need to worry about apologizing to me. You don't need to worry about what's going to happen to the Udalali people. They are taken care of. I'll be fine." I just need you to do one thing for me. Can you do that, son? I mean, yeah, obviously, anything. Just give my love to your mother and to your brothers. And let them know that no matter what happened to me or how it happened, I am watching over you always with love and admiration of where you have come from and where you are now. And where you're going to, maybe? Hopefully. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, yes. I'm, I'm just razzing yes. you. I'm just razzing you. Well, it is your name, <laughs> right, right, yes. So, <laughs> um, of course you're going places. But those are things that I haven't seen. Oh, right. Oh, good point. See, you were always so smart. Uh, Raz, like, wiping his eyes and nose, like, yeah, okay, I can do that. I can be uh, the uh, messenger and uh, just... I don't know. It's good to see you one last time. I. Uh, it's good to see you one last time too. I'll make you proud, however, and I know you will. Uh, okay. Follow your bliss. Do it. Feel <laughs> right, son. Oh, jeez. All right. All right, Dad. You don't have to get into all those novels you're reading and stuff. Like I get it. <laughs> uh, just kidding. Just kidding. Oh, you witty little curmudgeon. Uh, I love you. I love you too, Dad. And I go and give him another big hug, and I say, "I'll miss you." but we'll be all right. Yeah, we will. I step away and, you know, smile, I guess. You step away and smile, and you are met with that one last glimpse of your father's smile beaming down at you, all in his regalness, all in his finest kingly attire, as you would remember him at his best. And Altonia closes her hands, and he's gone. Anyone need tissues? I've got a whole box here. Yeah, I'll take one. Altonia looks down and she says, Well, um, I guess that's a wrap on me. Um, I, actually, Yoku, I'm ending a little early, so perhaps my next two years can be working with you. A little bit of OTJ training right. for you. <laughs> Just uh, get you in step since, yeah. you know, you haven't officially been a god. So we'll get you up to speed. She puts her hand out and Yoku steps up onto it and he turns back and looks at you three. Yoku says... Well, uh, you know, <laughs> weird relationship, but you know what? I really just need you to tell uh, Tabitha and Joan, like, thanks. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully learning from the mistakes of my formers. Uh, right. right. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And okay. Altonia just kind of like rolls her eyes. She's like, okay, yeah, let's go. Slaps <laughs> the back of his head. <laughs> and she like puts him on her shoulder and you see her 
and you three disappear. <laughs> we see Altonia with Yoku on her shoulder begin drifting through space. Altonia <laughs> saying, okay, so the first lesson is to have a little bit of respect for your formers as well. And Yoku's just like, yo, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to have fun with it, lighten the mood a little bit. It's been real serious. And their conversation as they drift off, you know, seems to be more like getting to know each other on a different kind of level considering their past relationship. That's the next campaign um, right there. Yoku and Altonia's oh, yeah. adventures through oh, time boy. and space. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but as they kind of go out of view, we see what could be described as a type of constellation form. And we see eyes and a grinning mouth appear. And then we just hear, oh, this got much more interesting. What? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Kyle. <sighs> uh, are, we, are we there we to cut like, back. Oh, no! You three are standing. <laughs> nope. We cut back. You three are standing on top of New Mons Organum. It is as if time has not passed at all. However, when you look up, you can see the world stretching around, forming a ring. You can see the <laughs> other side of it past the sun that now rests above you in between it. And it just goes off in both directions for what seems like forever. Joan kind of looks at you three, goes, where, where is he? Where is Darismer? Where is Yoku? Oh, you're actually going to love this. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, your cold actually kind of turned out really well, <laughs> yeah. all things considered. So so he's like, you remember how Altonia is like where we get our magic from and stuff and like made this plane? Uh-huh. So yeah, that's like Yoku now, basically. That's yeah. his job. He's taking over. Yeah, we actually met up with Altonia and she kind of thought that was for the best. So, you know. Alfred's kind of standing there and you, you can tell he looks synergetic. He's like spy <laughs> looking. He had some bags under his eyes, but now those are gone and everything. He's just like... I didn't think our, well, I mean, I don't even want to ask the question. And Simba goes, yeah, I uh, I agree with that. I think um, considering everything that's happened, I'm done looking for questions. And I just <laughs> I just want to live and experience. Oh, so um, don't worry about going back to your home because apparently your home is here now. And there are Lyarions here somewhere, maybe. And like Altonia like combined all the planes. And it's all good, so... And they start looking at that horizon, that ever-stretching, arcing horizon, and you see them look up at the same point, and they're like, that looks like home. And then they turn, and they look over, and they're like, but that feels like home. Are they looking at us? (laughs) No, they look over at a different part, like, you know, opposite side of it. (laughs) Right, right, But then they, they look down, and they go, but you are what make home. And Symbol goes in to like hug you and Alfred does as well. Tabitha joins in. She's sobbing. She takes her glasses off, which are all fogged up and everything. (laughs) And Joan kind of stands on the outside. She's like, I... Can I join? Oh, uh, sure. Get your butt in here. You bring it in. Oh, uh, we should probably tell everybody to stop fighting down there. Like, oh, we're yeah. good. We're peaceful. We're great. <laughs> Joan chimes in and says, well, the sounds of battle kind of stopped once the planet became a giant It's a donut. Circle. It's a donut. You could say donut. You could say A donut? Okay. You all walk over to the edge, and you can see over the edge that everyone's just kind of standing there looking up. Oh, okay, cool. And I say... Don't fight each other. Just stop, okay? We'll be down in a little bit. We'll get all this worked out, but just, you know, be cool for now, all right? Joan steps up, says, Followers of Daris Murr, lay down your arms. Cease your incantations. 
We are at peace. We're solid. Yeah, we made here. it. We <laughs> all win. <laughs> you hear across bound the sound of swords, armaments falling to the ground. It's like a wave. Oh, wow. Yashi, did you use that power again that you have, Yashi? That was cool. What? No. <laughs> I told you. It was a one-time thing. Why don't you just listen to me? Sorry. Gosh. Sorry. <laughs> so you all make your way down new Mons Organum. Uh, there's a conveniently placed staircase on the other side that you didn't what? see. Oh. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, there was those dudes carrying the boxes. If you'd followed them, they would have. Oh, know, sure. It, yeah, but, sure. Uh, <laughs> Rude. Easy path. Right. So man. you make your way down, and uh, we have a few scenes of, of course, instantly Yashi is just uh, bombarded by oh. her parents, <laughs> who are just surprised to see her right. at all. Uh-huh. Okay, right. Yeah. Your mom, of course, in an emotionally distressed state. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. about whether her daughter was dead or not, knowing right. the implication and seeing your avatar do what it did. But you, of course, offer up an explanation. Yes, yes, uh, I'll go through the whole thing. <laughs> it's actually a pretty funny story. It all started back when. <laughs> it's not funny at all. It's not funny at all. <laughs> we see Joan and Tabitha. They step to the side and had their own little discussion with each other. And, of course, eventually Joan pulls in some of the cult members that are around and they have their own little group get-together and Razzle, you meet up with the Dwarven Army, your brother. Uh-huh. Randy's hanging out with you. Uh, Randy, I don't know if you're doing anything <laughs> otherwise. Oh, I'm just here to enjoy the moment. You know, it's been a lot. So. Oh, no, Randy, you got to go see Timo. Oh, hopually Timo's around, right? Timo's. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Randy, we left him in the desert. If you want to be hanging out with Timo, Timo's nearby. He's oh, the sure. up his arm. Oh, man. But you all three kind of converge with your groups and then reconverge. And uh, eventually the night leads on into a celebration. The dwarves, cult members, uh, Voxmort tribe are all kind of coming together and admiring the state of the new world that's around you. That arcing like halo almost, uh, although it's very donutty, uh, <laughs> just kind of circling all around you. But yeah, so the night carries on into this kind of celebration. Some of the houses that were a little more run down get a little flip over uh-huh. and flip that house kind of situation so people can stay in them. Eventually, we start to hear a song overtaking the celebration, and we turn to see our bards standing up on a makeshift platform with everyone in front of them dancing, playing a song. And I'm going to ask you bards one last time, what does that song sound like? Oh, man. Oh, my. going to say, yub nub. Okay, we don't have to roll card dice. We can just do yub nub. No, no, no. I'm kidding. Let's roll some chord dice. Well, here we are, <laughs> one last time. <laughs> man. How are y'all feeling? Good job, Kyle. Yeah, That's all yeah I right? Goodness. Man, oh Good job, man. y'all. He shoots, he scores. <laughs> we shoot, we score. Oh, oh there you go. But thank yeah. you, Spurrier. I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate the sentiment. <laughs> no, I am both, like, exhausted and exhilarated at the same time. Like, I don't yeah. even yeah. know. Like, it's so, I feel so, so good. But, yeah. <laughs> Maybe C major, come full circle. Good you know? old C major. Just keep it simple. All right. So here <laughs> we go. The final chord dice roll. 
And it's wow, wow, actually great roll. We got two, three, yeah. four, and five. So no seven. Wow. No seven. Awesome. So of course, <laughs> in the key of C, we'll have C major and then we'll have D minor, E minor, F major, and G major. So some tasty beautiful. chords there. Yeah. yeah, that'll be good. That'll be really good. Okay. So now we're gonna do Pat. We're not trying to, you know, fix anything no. or do a magical whatever. So oh, guess what it is. Tails. Tails. Tails, yeah. It has to be. Because <laughs> of the thing we've been telling. Tails. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Just, that's why it's been tails so often. This whole time, the coin's just been trying to tell yeah. us. Yeah. So, user bank uh, 10, which is Techno 3. All right. All right. Wonderful. Okay. Yeah. And then for the kit, <laughs> it's 81, which is Techno 4. Wow. Oh. <laughs> All right. Oh, Pat. It's going to get lit one more time. Why not? Jeez. <laughs> you know? oh, well, but yeah, we're going to have more to say, but, uh, you know, this has been great. Rolling up these cool yeah. dice, making all these songs, but uh, yeah, let's yeah, do yeah. it to it, right? And I mean, I you know, I, speaking of more to say, I'm sure there's like questions and whatnot that maybe some people have uh-huh. that aren't at this table. Uh, and <laughs> just, you know, listen to the middle bit because, you know, I'm just going to say it now, but in the middle bit, I'll let you know that we are going to do a mailbag to wrap everything up. So if you yes. got questions, mm-hmm. you can go ahead and send them on over to, you know, the bombarded email. Yeah. And we've got a song planned for that one already. That's going to be super fun. So it true. We'll see you mm-hmm. there. It true. All right, cool. Well, off we go. One last time. Let's go make a song. (laughs) And uh, for those of you at home, I'll talk to you one last time here in a second. Hey, everyone. It's your Dungeon Maestro Kyle here. Just want to welcome you into the middle bit. It is the last one for the campaign, so let's make it count, right? We're going to start off by talking about the organization that we are going to donate to this month. That organization is Hungry for Music. Now, they believe that by sharing instruments and musical experiences, children who would not otherwise have the opportunity can experience a kind of freedom and self-discovery that is often stifled in an atmosphere of economic hardship. They support parents who cannot afford the cost of renting or purchasing an instrument. They support music teachers and program directors who have students that are unable to participate because of the cost of things. And they also support community music programs that need that support. So if you want to help support directly Hungry for Music, head on over to hungryformusic.org, check out what they got going on, see how you can get involved. And for this very last middle bit, I'm very happy to announce that I've got some guests that just joined me. They just walked through the door. Duh, well, it's hi. me, good Rachel. Oh. Spurrier. Hi there. Oh, yeah. wow. We're the ghosts uh. of Nick's past, of the past the show ghosts. bombarded. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know why I came in oh, like no. that. Sorry. But hi. Yeah, how's it going? It's going good. Um, As I'm sure you already know, Allie's birthday is tomorrow. Oh. And, you know, I guess we'll just go ahead and See how this laggy interpretation of happy birthday to Allie goes, if y'all are feeling it. Yes. Yeah, for those of you at home, we are still on Zoom, so uh, Sorry uh, we'll see advance. how this goes. It'll be uh, art. But it's about Allie. Happy birthday, Allie. Sorry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, well, here we go. Spurrier, take it away. One, two, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Allie. Happy birthday to you. And many more. 
alleys. <laughs> Absolutely. No, there's only one alley, and it's your birthday. So happy birthday. Right. Spurrier and I are going to jet out of here. Didn't mean to uh, impose on your middle bit, Cal. Now you're having fun. No, no. So, uh, Got to invite y'all in. It's, you know, it's yeah. proper. So, But, uh, yeah, y'all two do your thing. I'm going to get back to uh, telling those fine people at home what's what about this uh, All right. about this last middle bit. <laughs> this old right. finale. Well, bye, bye. Yep. bye. All right, so we got a mailbag coming up. I want to remind you about that. That's going to be on April 19th. So after the finale, if you got questions that you have about the show, things that happened, or maybe some things that were unresolved, uh, or things about the parts, anything that you have that's going on in your mind about this campaign or about the music or about really anything, you know, shoot them on over to us. You can send them to bombardedcast at gmail.com, or we're going to be making a post on social media about the mailbag on April 9th. So you can also also just comment on any of those posts as well so the deadline for submissions will be april 14th so get in there we'd love to hear from you of course now that the campaign's coming to an end we do have at least one more volume of chaos sauce and the ost coming out we're looking close to probably early summer for that but uh we'll keep you updated probably make posts of course on our social media and also we'll probably drop something in the feed just to give you all a reminder there so we'll let you know all right, I got some thank yous that I want to throw out there. First, I want to start off by thanking uh, Katis and Mel. You two have been encouraging, supportive, loving, caring. I know that this has kept all of us so, so busy. You've been with us through it all, and we love you so much. I love you so much. Thank you two for uh, everything that you've been to us as a group and to the Knicks individually, because I'm sure they've, they've needed your support throughout this process. So thank you for being there for them and for us. We all love you. My other thank yous that I want to give out are to Adam LeGrave of the Roaring Trainer podcast, which I definitely recommend you check out. They're having a lot of fun over there. But thank you, Adam. I appreciate your friendship over these last couple years, and I look forward to where it goes. I loved getting to talk about our different aspects of each other's podcasts and being able to work out some of the story beats and help refine some things. So thank you for that, dude. I really appreciate it. Uh, I also want to shout out a similar thanks to Russ Moore and Tom Laird from the Dungeons & Dragons crew. Uh, they have a fantastic podcast. I get to play with them every once in a while, which is always such a great, great time. So I recommend you check out their show as well, Dungeons and Dragons. And uh, I would just thank you too as well for, you know, the meetups that we've had. Adam's been involved in those as well. So we've all four kind of been able to roll the ball around. Uh, and you've all been very, very insightful as far as how to approach certain aspects of storytelling and figure out ways to kind of start storyboard out the podcast for me so that was a big help i wanted to thank you three and uh yeah go check out all those podcasts the roaring trainers and dungeons and dragons and while i'm riding this thank you train i want to go ahead and say thank you to everyone and anyone who's posted about the show told people about it however you have talked about our show to somebody else Thank you so, so much. I also want to say thank you to the people who have sent stuff to our P.O. box. We've gotten so many awesome notes, letters, pieces of art, delicious treats. They've all been so awesome and delicious. So thank you so much. If you've sent us a message online, we read them all. It means a lot. I've seen so many heart-touching messages, uh, and I'm trying not to get choked up thinking about it. But I am, because it's just, I, I, we appreciate it. We appreciate getting to hear that from the people it makes, that our silly little podcast makes such a difference to. 
So thank you. And thank you to the people who's come out to see us at cons, met up with us. And I want to thank the people who have done transcripts for us and taken care of stuff on the Bombarded Wiki. I've used it. I've had to use it because I have to go back and be like, wait, what was this? So thank you for that. Uh, if you're over on the Bombarded Reddit, I know it's quiet, but if you're there, thank you. And uh, everyone who's made fan art, fan fix, you've shared music with us, all the different artistic mediums, we've just been blown away every time. So thank you for taking your time and your talent to uh, share that with us. And especially thank you to the Bard Chord for being a fantastic community. They've been awesome and welcoming us into their space. And we've enjoyed every opportunity we've gotten to visit. So uh, thank you to everyone who is made Bombarded what it is as far as an experience for us. Because um, it means a lot to know that y'all care and want to listen to us. All right, let's do this normal biz one last time. Our social media is at BombardedCast. If you tweet about the show, which we'd love for you to tweet and let us know what you think about that finale, use the hashtag BardCast. If you need other Bardic stuff, head on over to our website, BombardedCast.com, or you can head on over to Patreon.com forward slash BombardedCast, where we have a lot of extra Bardic bits. Of course, thank you to my Patreon producers, Jake Bianchi, Kelvin Horatio, Kay Best, and Pat Tang Bizgar. I love you four. I love everyone else out there. Uh, this is this is it. I just got to close it out. This is the last time to say goodbye in the middle bit. So we're just going to go right into the song the bards are playing. So uh, thank you, everyone, again. I hope you've enjoyed.
23 are playing your song for the celebration that's happening in front of you. And while there's a lot to see going on, Timo dancing eggs quackly, you know, making eggs <laughs> like an egg quackly does. You Flying know. around, letting them drop on everybody, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Omelets for days. <laughs> you see uh, Orfell and Zoltara dancing away. We see Symbol kind of standing over off to the side watching your performance very intently. Still kind of just can't step away from that teacher mindset when he watches you play. Nice. Alfred is chilling over by the side, you know, eating some food and Tabitha is standing like stage left, uh, a little bit just staring, you know, fondly at Yashi. But you three, you three are kind of in your own space in this moment. You all kind of turn to each other as you're playing, and it's as if the audience isn't even there. And you realize we could do this just for us. We've been doing this for so many other reasons, but doing it just for us feels like more than enough. Man. (laughs) Then Randy and I jump on the bass drum of Yashi's spectral drum kit, you know, like jump off and freeze frame (laughs) midair. Yeah. (laughs) Flips in the air. And above us in the freeze frame, it says, Chaos Oz. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. All right, so moving forward in this, I've asked you three what you think your characters would do. A few days have passed after the events of the Mons Organum, and uh, I believe all three of you have already mentioned going back to Strumlots. Yeah, yeah. Kyle gave us a little bit of time each to sort of, you know, ponder and think about Yeah, that. what happens in the wake <laughs> of a world-changing event? Right. Uh, yeah, you know, just take a few days. Vacation. You know. <laughs> exactly. <The> summertime. <laughs> yeah. There is some time before the next semester starts where you can officially start at Strumlots, so there's some time to fill up. We've talked about what you do with that time, and unless y'all have anything to say, I think I'm ready to start with Randy. Yeah. Okay. Bare furry feet make their way down a dirt road lined with short stone fences. We can see rolling green hills beyond the walls, and we pan up to see Randy making his way into the hemp hills. He heads up the winding road toward the Mons Organum, where we see Linda and Corinne sparring. And as soon as Linda sees Randy, she drops her guard. Corinne takes the opportunity and strikes. (laughs) She celebrates a little bit before realizing there are tears flowing down her mom's cheeks. Corinne turns and looks at Randy as Doyle steps out of the front door, holding his farmer's hat to his chest. Linda barely gets the words out, but you hear, Welcome home, Randy. With the time you have before you return to Strumlots, Randy, you get to know the family you were robbed of knowing. You help Corinne navigate the winding passageways of the Mons Organum, showing her where you originally got the organ from. And it becomes apparent that they no longer need to worry about protecting what lies inside. You've taken up the family mantle well. Oh my. During this time, <laughs> you actually spend some time talking with Delia as well, considering your conjoined future. Uh, the idea of finding Eddie is brought up many times, but ultimately relies on finding a method to be able to summon him from wherever he may currently be, if that's possible. Wait. Delia does <laughs> Delia does offer ways for you to separate yourself from her if you desire, but overall she is content with the current arrangement as long as you are. Oh yes. As you acquaint yourself over this time with your family home, with your childhood home, you see a wall with a large tree on it, and each leaf is a name. Some you're able to sound out based on what you've learned with your friends in your reading lessons, (laughs) and you've looked over this several times during your stay, but on your last day with your family before heading out, you see a name that catches your attention, and you can tell it reads, Barenthal (laughs) Strumlock. Oh, Kyle. (laughs) 
Oh, the great grandpappy is official. Uh, yeah, official. That's all right. This time. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh. <laughs> you make your way out down the road, out of the hemp hills, toward the main road east where Strumlot lies. And it's about midday that you reach this intersection, and there sits a familiar fishy cart where you see Mr. Kite enjoying an early lunch, and he offers you part of his lunch and a ride. Along the ride, he mentions that Rowan, who you now know to be the leader as James Vandersneak, well, he's disappeared. <laughs> At this point, Doctor the Patient has taken up the role of the leader of the Nowhere Men, and with that, and Mr. Kite also being able to manage to pardon some previous Nowhere Man efforts that only involved Rowan or Rhiannon, Mr. Kite turns and asks you, Randy, if you'd like to join the Nowhere Men again, uh, sure we could have you come back in. You, you're quite skilled. Oh, well, thank you, and thank you for what you guys have done to sort of, you know, clear things up and uh, oh, of course. You know, make me not be so hunted and all those kind of things. <laughs> I can sleep a little better. Um, and while I appreciate the offer, you know, I hold up the organ. And it's like, I think this is what I need to do. I think this is what actually feels the best. I love being able to flip and stab and hide, and I'll probably still do that just for fun. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> tickling these keys and whipping out my organ, that's where my calling is. He just has a grin on his face, and you see him give a quick nod and turn back to face the road as he takes you on down the road to Lake Ridge. He drops you off there as he's continuing on, and we'll pick up with you in a moment. We go to the Royal Hall where Usumpton was once housed. We see Razzle and his three brothers sitting on the floor. There's a platter nearby with some amuse-bouche on it, and in the center is a bowl of potpourri. You four are yammering on, trading stories, and then Barbara enters the hall and joins you four on the floor in this large, poofy gown. It's here where you decide to give your family the final words that Dazzle imparted to you. You let them know how much he loved them and how he will watch over them and is proud of what they are doing and where they are going. You share this moment with your family, and you fully embrace each other after all is said and done. We go now over top a canopy of fir trees where we see the peak of Mount Tain with clouds rolling down the western slope. We sink down into the forest, past birds chirping in their nests, squirrels scampering from limb to limb, and as we reach the forest floor, we see Razzle walking in stride with a large elk whose antlers brush the lowest limbs of the trees around them. Razzle, you come upon a fairy circle. It looks very familiar. causes you to stop, and you realize this is the same fairy circle where you first met Reed. What do you do? Uh, I, like, there's mushrooms in this fairy ring, right? Like, that's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, obviously, I guess. But could I roll to see if, like, these mushrooms are edible? Like... Yeah, give me a roll. Trying to see if you're setting me up for something here, Kyle. Uh, well... I don't know. No, it's a 10 plus 2, so... You know that you'll at least be alive after you <laughs> okay. eat these. Yeah. <laughs> good. Uh, okay, well, I'm going to collect them, put them in my little pack uh, for sustenance later on down the road if I need them, and I guess maybe, like, you know, start nibbling on one. And then I'm just going to sort of reflect, I guess, since, you know, everything that happened between Razzle and Reed and Reed and, well, existence and the world. <laughs> yeah, But, okay. you know, it's over now, so I can maybe focus on other stuff or maybe even, like, was Reed the reason why I... 
never was able to transform the right way? Did he not teach me or like curse me in some way? Or like, is it just me? You know, all those sort of thoughts going in Razzle's head now of like, yeah, I don't know. You're collecting them and you're reflecting on all of this, you know, the amount of self-doubt, the amount of placed blame maybe on yourself over the course of time and then realizing maybe you... You just didn't receive the right tutelage, and you begin to hear some nearby bushes rustle, and then out steps a person you recognize. It's the same person that gave you your pinecone pick that you've been playing with. Oh? You see Fern Golly standing oh, Fern. there. Oh, But then another person steps out, an identical person, oh. looks exactly like Fern Golly, and both of them look at you, and you see the first one, Fern Golly, just say, Oh, I believe I've met you here before. Uh, yeah, Fer- Fern, right? Fern Golly, hi. That's yeah, right. uh, who is this or what is this? Uh, uh, the other one goes, I'm Zaggy Moonflakes. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone thinks there's only one performer and multiple personas, uh, but it's really two identical oh performers. God. It's out there, man. <laughs> <laughs> wow, says Razzle. Super cool. I've never heard of you, or maybe I have. I'm actually not That's sure. the point. Uh, actually, now that you say it, somebody I know, Symbol, you know, Symbol, like he always kind of mentioned you offhand as like somebody he really looked up to in terms of like performing uh, <laughs> artistic yeah. prowess. I have to say, I definitely know Symbol and listen to his music quite a bit. Oh, that's so cool. You two should do like a collab. I don't know. Anyways, yeah. Uh, well, wow. if we oh. knew somebody who had a direct connect to him, we might be able to work it out. Oh, now you do. And I finger gun them. Uh, hey, I'm, I'm the cool one now. Let's. I don't know where this <laughs> right is going. But, uh, no. Yeah. I tell what are you, you what, doing you do here? a little something for us. Well, as bards and enjoyers of nature, <laughs> we sometimes get in tune with nature. And uh, that's why I met you the first time. Yeah. So, uh, what's getting you in tune with nature? You finding your inner peace, your happiness? Uh, kind of. Uh, I mean, I don't know. There's like a lot of stuff that's gone on, and I've never really been good at being a druid and like whenever I try to transform into something it always winds up something else and sometimes it works out really nicely other times I feel pretty useless or dangerous even in certain situations so I don't know I don't know if my teacher was sort of not up to snuff or if I just was not meant to be a druid I don't know I've got this and I point back to Ooh something so I was like maybe Ooh. I just focus on this I tell you what why don't you just come with us walk with us in the woods some and then, if we help you, you can help us get that collaboration with Symbol. Oh, yeah, I'm sure he would love that. Awesome. So you go with Zaggy and Fern and walk <laughs> through the woods, and they kind of describe and explain nature in a way that is more understandable to you as a druid and as a person. Yeah. They explain it in a way to where something clicks as far as your ability to transform. Oh. And uh, I want to, foregoing any opportunities for playing Razzle, uh, I want to bestow upon Razzle the ability to shapeshift based off of a seafaring creature, land-dwelling creature, or an airborne creature. So uh, you can make a list for each of those and roll on whatever list you want to based off the scenario. Uh, Still a little chaotic. Love Ooh. it. Nice. Gives you a little something. Yeah. All right. I say, oh, 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 and all the knowledge enters my brain, and it's that gif of that dude with the brain explode, like, oh, yes. the nature. <laughs> and uh, I say, wow, that actually is great. 
And you know what? For old time's sake, and I'm gonna have this new list. I'm gonna roll on my current list one last time, just oh you know, boy, oh in boy. front of them, just to see what I get. And it is a 23, which is a giant fire beetle. So oh, sweet. <laughs> it looks like. Oh man, it was gonna be so perfect, but I don't think this thing can fly. I was gonna say like, I, t- <laughs> I tell them like, all right, thanks for their knowledge, and fly off to Strumlots. But uh, uh, I guess I'm gonna crawl there. Although, oh, 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 <laughs> actually, so it does say in the little blurb about the giant fire beetle, it does say that it is a nocturnal creature that takes its name from a pair of glowing glands that give off light. Miners and adventurers prize these creatures for a giant fire beetle's glands continue to shed light for one d six days after the beetle dies. Giant fire beetles are most commonly found underground and in dark forests, so maybe the dwarves being underground, you know, like giant fire beetle, there you trying go. to make the most out of this a little bit. <laughs> the, the dots right, have been connected. Probably. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I say, wow, thanks for your help. My brothers love to collect these beetles, and I feel like now they will be with me forever. That's excellent. Wow. <laughs> most cool. excellent. But you continue walking through the woods and you actually yeah, start heading east with your time spent with them to introduce them to Symbol, who you know is likely waiting at Lake Ridge, hopefully being able to get a job back. Um, oh, right. <laughs> Whoops. And we will go to Yashi. A butterfly flutters by, landing on a patch of marigolds. A childlike finger reaches out and the butterfly steps onto it. The finger is lifted up and we see an orc child lying in a grassy meadow. A small breeze blows by, and the butterfly takes off as the sound of a dinner bell is heard. The child gets up and runs over a hill toward the three large Lyarion trees, which are now surrounded by the encampment of the Voxmort tribe. The area is buzzing with work being done, and we see Yashi helping out by working with members of the tribe on carpentry. Yashi, I want to ask, what kind of carpentry are you adding to the Voxmorts? Um, so I'm kind of thinking like, you know, while I expect them to stay mostly like nomadic and stuff, maybe they're hanging out here for a while. So maybe making some like tiny home structures that can be pulled to whatever location they want to go. Like, Allie, are you um, introducing (laughs) mobile homes into my world? (laughs) Yes. I I just, I don't see them as like, oh, we're, you know, we're just going to stay here. It's like very much in their nature to want to like adventure and see things and, you know, so making homes where everybody's comfy and happy and I can, you know, make cool stuff, uh, with uh, my carpentry skills, but also, like, they all have hitches on them where they can then be pulled to wherever they're going to go, you know? So I'm almost just helping them set up for their next adventure once I leave. I think that's wonderful. Meanwhile, we see Orfel and Zoltara, of course, looking on with pride as you seem to have found a real good place amongst your tribe. Joan, Tabitha, and Alfred spend a little bit of time here as well with you. Eventually, Alfred leaves to go to Strumlots, mentioning his hopefulness and reconnecting with Alola and the lost love that they share. Oh, oh right, dang. Oh, Sorry, that's adorable. <laughs> Tabitha approaches you at a certain point and lets you know, 
I'm I'm gonna go with my mom on her journey back to Alkin. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah, just gotta make sure you know make up for some lost time, and I really just want to make sure she doesn't like start leading another cult. Oh, <laughs> totally fair. You, you know, gotta set her on the right path. You know, right? She's been a cult leader for so long. Like, does she even know how to live? I mean, as a regular, we've person we've gotta work anymore? on her resume big time. All right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We gotta we yeah. gotta figure out ways to word it differently, other than like leading a cult. It's like oh, managerial right. you know. experience. Or right, right. Yeah. Maybe do a, like some light, you know, life coaching while you're right. at it. Just to, yeah. Okay. Well, you know, be careful out there. Oh, of course. And here, and I pull out a couple of my spoon daggers. Ooh. I'm like, you <laughs> might need these. Um, don't use them as spoons, obviously. They're <laughs> a little pointy. But like, you know, find use for them if you need them. I, I'm just gonna make more anyway. I appreciate that. Um, of course, I'll, I'll call you. You know, and <laughs> don't worry. I know. I think with everything going the way it's going, I'm gonna be back in time for the first day at Strumlots. Perfect. All right, we're meeting in Lakeridge though, so don't forget to come there so we can like. Have a party night before the first day of classes. <laughs> Sleepover. <laughs> oh, we can't do a sleepover. It's a school night. No. <laughs> she like jumps up, gives you a kiss and a hug, and uh, she says, "I love you," and I'll, I'll I'll see you soon. I love you too. I, uh, I hope you have a good time. You know, learning about your mom and or or oh, are you gonna go like see your dad too? I will be seeing my dad. Oh, yeah, that's I'll be so getting cool. Them okay, we'll reunited. have to have like a family conference or something to like let the parents meet each other fully. We'll figure it out. We got plenty of time. She gives you a wink, and you see her and Joan start to walk off into the distance. And it's a little while later. You are walking with Orfel and Zoltara up the road towards Lake Ridge. You get to the outskirt of the town, and uh, Orfel kind of stops walking and like pulls Zoltara back and. He's like, well, I, I've already had to do this once. And like, Zoltar, it's your turn. It's <laughs> okay. Zoltar just says, we'll just drop you off here. We don't want to embarrass you in front of your friends or anything. So, sure, okay, you know. right. Uh-huh. <laughs> Make sure you behave yourself and pay attention to what they're trying to teach you. And, well, if you get hungry here and you see her bust out just like the biggest like picnic basket you've ever Ooh, seen. Perfect. Just, uh, it's overflowing with, you know, wrapped meats and cheeses. Oh, great. My first week's care package. So I should expect these <laughs> yeah. every Sunday or what? Oh, you're going to be getting, you know, we talked to uh, somebody named Emma and we're going to be working out for you to be getting snacks for a good while. Oh, good. Okay. Okay. I'll have to find somebody to share those with. Yeah. Do they have to like trade anything for them? You know, like sort of like a snack of all trades maybe you could, you, you, get out of my epilogue you jerk <laughs> this is mine <laughs> uh, so you turn to see your family your mother and father they send you off you have your goodbyes but you turn and see Razzle and Randy standing next to Durden's punch bowl waiting for you you all wait a short while for Tabitha and then finally cresting the hill is Tabitha carrying a bag of barbecue chips leading a bright blushing sand of tea. Oh, <laughs> oh she's my back. big lady. <laughs> <laughs> Tabitha comes up to you and says, I, I don't know how I just had the chips and uh, I'm not going to ask the question, but here you are. And she hands you the bag of chips. And when you take it, Sandy just starts like jumping up at you, you know, flopping over towards you. Oh, I'm going to rip them open and just dump them right down her mouth. Oh, you make, <laughs> you make barbecue potato chips rain on top of this sanity. Some of them go in her mouth. Some of them land on the ground. She begins rolling around on them, crushing them a little bit. And just kind of getting it all over. Okay, we're rolling. Oh, we're, we're rolling, rolling on the ground. Yeah, yeah, we're rolling. All right, all right. Everyone's rolling on the ground. People walking by, kind of giving you odd looks. Mind but your business. 
<laughs> but with you all, ga- <laughs> now that you all have gathered together, you begin to make your way down the road that you know leads to Strumlots. You find yourself at the end of a long road, rolling green hills all around you. There's a few other students standing around. Nobody that stands out. You four, of course, are in your own circle. (laughs) And then you hear that crack, and you see a note fall to the ground. Accord! Accord! As you all start yelling out accord, the camera tilts up following the curvature of this new world, the sun beaming bright down upon it, and the red and blue moon float barely visible nearby. Four hundred and forty years later, we open on a large tavern filled with music and an audience that fill the tables and line the banisters on the balcony above. The audience begins to applaud and cheer as the band finishes their energetic and engaging tune. As the applause dies down, the lead singer steps forward and tells the audience that their keyboard player is going to keep the music going while the rest of the band takes a break. As the band members set their instruments down, our keyboardist clears their throat and sets their hands above the keys. And between a wide-brimmed hat and a scarf wrapped around his neck, we see the player's eyes close and their mouth open as they begin to sing. The lyrics sung tell the audience to lend their ears and hear a tale about these bards while quaffing ale. They were a fearsome three who collectively changed the course of history. He sings of Yashi, the barbarian, of Oxmort, strong and proud. And as he sings, the spectral image of drums and a bass appear near him and join in. His next stanza, another spectral instrument joins in and plays along, this time a guitar in the shape of an axe. He sings about Razzle, son of Dazzle, who cared for one and all. His next stanza, another spectral instrument joins in, this time an organ appears, mounted on the keyboard he sits at. It begins to play alongside him as he sings about Randy. 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 Was his name. He and these spectral instruments continue to play as he sings one final verse. These three bards have shaped the world, and even though they're gone, listening to their music keeps their spirit living on. Our musician finishes the song, and the specters of these blue instruments fade away. The emotion of the song saturates the room as the audience sits quiet. The rest of the band hops back on stage, and our keyboardist reaches down near his feet while wiping a tear from his eyes. We see behind his stand, he's grabbing a pudding cup and an ornate spoon that sit next to a bowl of potpourri and a very, very old teddy bear. The lead singer comes back up quickly, giving an awkward thanks to the keyboard player, and that it's time to liven up the mood. The band quickly counts together. One, two, three, four! Another tale that you got to tell Another story and you tell it well all the histories you know by heart, where do you start? Bars, 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 coming at you hard, bombarding you. Bars, 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 everywhere you are, bombarding you. Oh, bars, 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 coming at you hard, bombarding you. Bars, 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 coming at you hard, bombarding you. Bars, 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 coming at you hard, bombarding you.
Don't you walk, I've got something new Parts, 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 and I'm here and I'll start bombarding you A chronicler of the ancient lore You tell him what they never heard before Everybody is fixed on you and thrilling too Parts, 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 coming at you hard, bombarding you Parts, 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 everywhere you are, bombarding you Parts, 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 catch you off, I've got something new Parts, 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 hey now you're an all-star, bombarding you